Oh yes, we have our microphones on, the volume up, and we would like to say a great big welcome. Here we go. Welcome, welcome to Liberty Roundtable. Answering your questions about the Bible from the Bible. And uh, right now we're working on a, a new series called The Life of Christ. But before we get into what we're doing this evening, um, let us start off with a little bit of music. Oh, what yeah. do you say? All right. All right. Let me get this. Sorry about that, y'all. So you're talking about the... There we go. Picks like to walk off. Picks like to walk off and you had stuck in your guitar. All right. Second, 
Uh, I got a pull something up right here. That is not the one I wanted. There we go. But I think ahead of these things. See the uh, the notes that we had aforementioned earlier that I wrote out digitally. Yeah. Are on the device we're recording with. Oh. So fortunately, <laughs> I emailed myself those notes. Well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> now they're big enough for you to read them. <laughs> Might need to borrow those for a moment. I go get the ones out of the out of the office in there. They're strong enough. But no, last week uh, we discussed how that. There was a virgin named Mary who was to conceive and bring forth the Son of God. And, man, she was last with her cousin Elizabeth when we last checked on her. And she would be giving birth soon to John the Baptist. Yeah, that's right. Now, the question that arose was, what will Joseph think? Well, <laughs> let's find out today. The Bible tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 1, that when Joseph found out, apparently, he was a little apprehensive. Would you have been? <laughs> <laughs> and even though he didn't yet understand, uh, he did have a sense of decency not to turn her over to the public. In fact, in those times, uh, an engaged woman found pregnant with a child that didn't belong to the fiancé meant that there was going to be a rock and roll party, brother. Uh, that's right, amen. And what that meant was they were going to throw rocks until she rolled over dead on the ground. Mm. But we see here the word uh, used in the Greek, uh, the, the phrase used here, is paradigmatizo, uh, uh, which literally means to expose to infamy or to put to shame openly or to make a public example of. Uh, pretty strong words. Stoning them to death would definitely make a public example. That's for sure. But he was determined, uh, brother, as it says, to put her away privily. Yeah. And which literally meant to uh, release her or to free her fully. And so we see here that he intended uh, to keep it quiet until he was able to uh, free her fully of the engagement they had agreed upon. And though not the best course of action, considering... He didn't uh, have all the facts. It certainly wasn't the worst. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though the, the pregnancy of uh, Mary would have, well, well, presented a problem for her among those that are around her, uh, she followed the Lord's will anyway. That's a pretty honorable thing to do. Yeah. Uh, it had to be a, a bit humiliating for her because it would uh, certainly damage her integrity among the population that's around her. Would she would have any integrity? She'd be considered a harlot, pretty much. You mm -hmm. know, uh, it's pretty obvious that she she could uh, that she could tell the truth about her pregnancy, and they just laugh her out of town. Yeah. Uh, if not, kill her on the spot. You know, for adultery. Well, not to mention stoned her for speaking blasphemy, saying that she had the child of God. Uh, that's exactly right. You know, but Joseph, you know, brother. Uh, her husband, who she was betrothed to, mm -hmm. well, this presents a problem of a different sort. I can't help to wonder uh, what he actually thought when Mary told him that she was visited by the angel Gabriel, who said that she was to get pregnant while she was still a virgin. Hmm. I imagine he had a little problem with that uh, conversation. Uh, he must have been crushed. Yeah. 
to hear that. You know, I'm sure that uh, he probably wanted to believe her, but how in the world could you believe that? Yeah. How, how could that be? You know, it's impossible for a virgin to conceive. Now, he would have to say, well, duh, you know, <laughs> who do you think he think You think I'm stupid? <laughs> you know, that, that had, but he wasn't that way. Uh, the Bible says he was a just man, meaning that, that he was kind and merciful and, uh, and he was so attached to Mary that he wasn't willing to make her a public example. Uh, all he would have had to done, brother, was was to went to the Jewish magistrate, mm -hmm. and uh, she could been she could have been put to death, but he chose rather to put her away privately, out of the public view. Well, brother, this this doesn't only speak of his um, decency, but it attests toward his love for Mary. Yeah. And, you know, and we always looked at being betrothed to somebody. You know, we all said, well, that's, you know, that's ancient stuff. How in the world could that ever work, you know? Um, engagement. But it, but it did work. Yeah. I mean, he obviously loved um, loved Mary, even though the arrangement was probably made by their parents, you know? Uh, but you didn't, you didn't get like, poor Mary, you know? <laughs> poor Mary. Uh, she, here she is. She's telling her truth about this miraculous event that, that had occurred in her life, and who in the world is ever going to believe her? Not even Joseph. Well, this was indeed a trying time for both Mary and Joseph. Yeah. You know, it says in, uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 20, uh, that Joseph thought on these things. Well, I bet he did, you know? Uh, he was wanting, perhaps, to believe Mary's story, but... All the story, and I mean every detail of the story that Mary uh, told, was beyond reason and beyond natural law. Well, and brother, if that isn't how God works, he, he works beyond all known reason and above the natural law, which he created, by the way. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's understandable, however, that he would question this because, brother, for 400 years there's been silence from heaven. Uh, we're going to take you back in time just a little bit here to the book of Malachi and what had happened at this point in the book of Malachi as he's telling uh, Israel what has happened. Your priests are corrupt. There's corruption in the priesthood. Uh, there is idolatry that has been passed off as okay. If you had a, a shiny nickel and gave it to the priest, they'd overlook your idolatry. You sure that ain't uh, today? Yeah. Right, right. Uh, and it even said in chapter 3 that they were robbing God of tithes and offerings. They weren't giving to God what was due him. Yeah. And so because of this, there was a silence from heaven for 400 years. And so look at what happened in those 400 years. Uh, we figured that would be about five generations. Yeah. If, you, if you put the average lifespan at about 70. And so in this time, Rome somehow came to power. Uh, you had Caesar, um, and the the heart of Caesar worship uh, was starting to make its way across. You had uh, demon possessions that were up on the rise. Um, in fact, you had the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes, uh, because they were claiming to be from children of Abraham, and that they were quoting the law of Moses. But what had actually happened because of their lust for the political uh, power, the, the, the money, the fame, 
they had pretty much recreated what we know today as modern Judaism, which was just taking from what God had originally taught Israel in their teachings and put man's spin on it. Yeah. You know, and not, not true Judaism, but what has been at that time come to know a Pharisee and a Sadducee was just taking what God had taught the Jews and twisting it all to what was advantageous for them. And so, for 400 years, all this is going on. And not until actually we discovered Zacharias was spoken to first. Yeah. First one in 400 years told that John was going to be the name of his son. And, of course, he was struck mute until the baby was born because he didn't believe it because God had not spoke. For 400. For 400 years. I mean, and so, why, why would you? Yeah. And so all of a sudden now, Joseph is hearing this, that God spoke to Mary and that she was going to give birth to Christ. Yeah. To Jesus. So now that God has started speaking to Israel once again, uh, he will provide. That's right. Uh, he always does. So the angel Gabriel was sent to Joseph as well, addressing Joseph in a dream as Joseph, thou son of David. Now, brother, uh, why do you reckon he addressed Joseph in this matter? Matter. I mean, why? Why didn't he just say, "Hey, Joe," or you know, something else? You know, right? Well, I imagine, brother, that was probably because both Mary and Joseph were of the lineage of King David. So. Could it be that uh, the angel put him in mind of his relation to David so that he could help him believe that Mary was actually the Messiah, of the uh, the mother of the Messiah, as was prophesied, hmm. uh, as being an heir to David's throne and deliverer of Israel for their sins? Probably so. Could be. Yeah, yeah. probably so. Could be. Uh, the next thing he said was, fear not. I mean, after 400 years and then an angel pops in, yeah, that would be a little startling. You know, when he says, fear not, he's saying, don't hesitate or have any concern about going ahead and taking Mary for his wife. Her virtue and her purity uh, is still intact, and there's no reason for Joseph to, to uh, be ashamed or feel disgraced or, or anything like that by her pregnancy. You know, brother, just the same way, uh, when God is doing an incredible thing in our life and through the Holy Spirit, we ought not to worry about what man thinks. We ought not be afraid of what man thinks. We ought to, like he said to Joseph, fear not and keep moving forward, but not forgetting to give God the honor and the glory that is due him for the work that he's doing in your life. Yeah, we all are, brother. Much of the unbelieving world uh, thinks much of what we do is just foolishness. <laughs> you know? But the Bible does say that the foolishness of the world will compound the wise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here it says, For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, just like you said. Uh, this child was a direct creation of God's power, and it was necessary in order for the child to do the great redemptive work that he uh, will be born to do for the earth, that he be born of that virgin. Mm. <laughs> so she was right all along. She was That's what he's thinking. <laughs> That happens too often, doesn't it? How am I going to smooth this one over? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the Bible says, For she will bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, meaning Savior, and that he shall save his people 
from their sin. Mm -hmm. uh, brother, I think sometimes uh, we pass over the name Jesus too quickly uh, without thinking about why God named him that and, and all the things that are involved in that name. And brother, that's that's so much so because we become complacent and we we, we, we draw out our comfort zone. You know, this is my comfort zone right here. You know, between this lamp and, and the edge of your Bible, this is my comfort zone. And, you know, in, in this sense, uh, when we're in our comfort zone, Jesus is just uh, a name that comes to us uh, like muscle memory. Yeah. It's something we're familiar with. It's something, but brother, we, we need to get outside our comfort zone and remember and realize that every time we say his name, we're, we ought to say it and realize the, the majesty that is there. Reverence. The, the reverence. reverence. Yeah. Hey, he's the only one worthy to be called reverend. Amen. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one to be revered. And, and so we ought to realize that and not just fall into complacency and get used to just saying Jesus like saying, hey, Doug. You don't recall? Yeah. I mean, this is Jesus we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, and his name means so savior. much more than just yeah, it means savior. Yeah, savior, <laughs> uh, or or he will save. Amen. Uh, Jesus saved man, and he did so by his death on the cross, which paid the sin debt for all of mankind. All sin, all, all sin, was paid for on the cross. Not some, not a part, not all. <laughs> but you got to become a part of it. See, that's right. And and and. So only those who have accepted Christ as their sacrifice for sin uh, can receive forgiveness. And, and plain words, man has been pardoned. I mean, all of mankind has been pardoned. But first must accept that pardon before they are set free from sin's penalty, which we know as death and hell. Well, that's kind of like the warden coming to you with a life sentence. You gotta, you're on death row, and the warden says, you've been pardoned, and you just say, well, no, it's okay, I'll just stay right here. I mean, the, the warden hands you a pardon. Take it. Amen to that. You know, we were guilty. We deserved to die, but Jesus died so that we might live. And, you know, another thing that we push to the back corners of our subconscious and our, our <clears throat> thinking is that of his divine power. And the power, brother, in his name. Yeah. And the power in the name of Jesus. And how it allows us to overcome our spiritual enemies and defend us from dangers that we don't see, brother. On a day-to-day -day basis, if God would just for a moment, I, I honestly think most of us would probably pass from a heart attack. Yeah. But if he would just give us a glimpse into the spiritual realm long enough to see what's going on around us and how his Holy Spirit is guiding and or, or is protecting us, uh, it would no longer be in the back part of our mind. No, absolutely. We would realize just how mighty he is. Yeah, he guides us. In our spiritual, our spiritual is the key. Our yeah. spiritual walk on this earth. And, and, and he sustains us uh, when we depart in physical death. It's his divine power, uh, Kyle, that raises us up for our new body in the last day to join our soul and spirit. And then, and then. And then. And then. It gets better? Exalts us. <laughs> exalts us. Yeah. Exalts us to a spiritual Word of world of uh, purity and love and eternal glory, oh, man, oh man, that, and that's all in that name of Jesus. Uh, you know, his, his people there. This is in verse twenty, I think it is. In verse twenty-one, uh, his the, he uses the term his people, uh, and and 
when he says his people, it goes beyond the Jew uh, to the rest of the world who God has given Jesus Christ. All those who have accepted him as their Savior, Jew or Gentile, for all eternity will be his people mm. because they were chosen in him before the foundation of the world through the plan of salvation that God has devised for the man's restoration back to him right from the beginning. It says in Ephesians, before the foundation of the world, he had this plan in, 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 in waiting for us to come on the scene and, of course, mess everything up, you know. Well, yeah. But Ephesians 4, 6 also says that one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Amen, amen. You know, and folks, my question to you uh, today is, uh, are you one of his people? You know, Amen. Uh, if not, you can't go to heaven because the Bible says uh, in John 14, 6, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Uh, in plain words, folks, you've got to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior to be free from your sin. There's no other way. Uh, you can do that right now wherever you're at. You simply admit that you're a sinner and, and hopeless and lost. Then, then believe that Jesus came and, and died and that he paid your price. Then confess him as your Savior. Uh, repent of your sins or turn from your sins and, and ask him to come into your heart or your inner man and save your soul. And folks, uh, it will be his good pleasure to save you and present you faultless and blameless before the throne of God in the day you are presented by him to the Father. And you find that scripture in Jude 24. So won't you do that right now? It's your choice. Every tub sets on its own bottom. I can't make that choice for you, and neither can Tom or anyone else. You've got to make that choice for yourself. So won't you just give your sin to Jesus so it can be nailed to his cross and crucified? Or do you rather, would you rather choose uh, to carry them through into eternity where you'll be condemned by your sin and punished forever in the lake of fire? Brother, it sounds like a no-brainer for you and me, doesn't it? That's right. But you know, a lot of folks have trouble with that. It's just, it's just a lack of faith, I guess, but people have trouble with that. But, and it's so simple, folks. So simple a child can do it. So how about you? Won't you do that? Amen. The song says, His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. Jesus, my Lord. He is the mighty King, Master.
that second part again. He's the great shepherd, the rock of all ages, almighty God is he. Thanks so much for tuning in with us uh, this evening. We hope that everybody's having a blessed, blessed December thus far. Um, just so you all know, uh, we will be taking a, a brief break um, for Christmas. And we hope that you all have a merry, merry Christmas, a wonderful New Year, new year as well. And uh, we're going to be continuing on through into the new year. Folks, we're, we're two episodes in and just now at his birth. Well, we do. We we have, we promise to get we get him born next week. <laughs> yeah, we well, get him born next we'll, week. We'll get him born next time, uh, and uh, then uh, so we'll look forward to to seeing you, and uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, we'll we'll be sure to say it again next week. Yeah, but in sure. case you don't catch next week's Merry Christmas. All right, yeah. and continue to remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. Wherever you might be, wherever in the world you might be listening, Jesus is the reason for the season. And he died for you. That's right. Greatest gift. And uh, I'm never going to get tired of saying this one, brother. The most perfect gift that ever was purchased. Purchased with so much that we'll never understand it. Purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ himself. But that gift wasn't put under a tree. It was hung on a tree. Amen. And if you would but accept that gift, you can have eternal life. That's right. Amen. Amen. We're going to close in a word of prayer. Father, we're so thankful to be in your, in your presence, Lord. We're so thankful to be able to do this, uh, Lord, to, to, to share your word with, with those that are listening. Father, we just ask that you would bless each and every one. Father, each and every family, we just ask for you to, to Father, let it be known that Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. Lord, without Christ, it's just a mess. That's all that's left. And, and God, I pray that some lost soul would come to know you this season, Lord, that they would put their faith and trust in you before it's everlasting too late. Father, we ask that you'd be with our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. Father, no matter where they might be, we just ask for you to strengthen them, Lord, help them to stand on your word, and to boldly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, all these things we are so thankful for, most of all, we're thankful for Jesus, because without him, it'd be for naught. Amen. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. See you next time.